parasites and how to manage them when we could be in for a long season. Plus, questions on the genetic side, grazing, feedy, fish, and cattle on fescue, and lots more. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show, episode number 131, if I'm not mistaken. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the world-famous Mile City Buck and Horse Sale, Pharmatan, and Imogene Ingredients, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Westway Feed Products, Allied Genetic Resources, Livestock Market, Equine Market, and AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. Our top news story happened a couple weeks ago, but a few weeks ago, actually, and definitely worth bringing up. Now, several cattle outfits, they rang the bell at Valentine Livestock Sale on April 3rd in Nebraska, in Valentine, Nebraska. Topping the fallborn market was 54 Angus steers weighing just a tick over 500 pounds, 507, actually, and they brought, y'all ready for this? You're sitting down, 30105, 1,500 bucks. For a 15-pound black calf, the second draft weighing 424 pounds brought 304. The heifer mates to those particular calves weighing 439 brought 227.50. Now several other outfits were were selling that day. They saw good prices, especially on those little heifer calves. Here's another swath that they were all black. There's 106 of these little heifer calves. They were weaned, weighing 439. And they brought two eighty fifty. Kind of makes you think of a guy maybe doesn't need to sell the whole darn works, right? Now, in other news, looking at international news, prospects for the global trade for beef, pork, and chicken meat are expected to be mixed this year, although Brazil is poised to post strong gains. That, according to the most recent USDA report, the outlook for aggregate meat exports indicate that the total amount of beef exports will remain essentially at 2022 levels this year at 12.1 million tons, while world pork exports will decline by 3% versus last year at 10.6 million tons. That is according to what the report is projecting. U.S. beef exports are expected to offset growth in beef exports from Australia, Brazil, and India, while declines in pork exports from Canada, the European Union, and Mexico will offset anticipated gains in pork exports from Brazil and China. That, according to the USDA, in its annual Livestock and Poultry World Markets and Trade Report. Now, some updates on the avian influenza. And this has been hitting a lot of ag departments, especially now that colder temperatures are over, moving into spring. This one here in Montana, the Montana Department of Livestock confirmed highly pathogenic avian influenza in a Rosebud County backyard poultry flock. The disease caused 100% mortality in the Rosebud County backyard chicken flock, which numbered several dozen birds. But here's the takeaway from this is the 100% mortality that happens more times than not in these affected flocks. And so many people concerned that will this move into a lot of our wild birds, into game birds, into pheasants, into grouse. So we need to monitor this very, very closely. If you have any questions, make sure that you get a hold of your state departments of agriculture, your state vet, your local vet, and bring those individuals in. Because as we said, as temperatures are warming up, 
we're starting to see more and more, again, more and more cases of avian influenza popping up here and there. On to Glenfield, North Dakota, and the Spickler Ranch South with a sale top of 36000 averaging 59.69 on 131 Angus bulls, 54.75 on 30 registered heifers, and then 25.81 on 45 commercial female heifers. Congratulations, Nathan. Pretty good darn sale. Now to Savannah, Tennessee, and home of G3 Gobel Farms and their second annual Angus production sale, their Angus female sale, I should specify on that. 33 Angus females coming in and averaging $39,393 with a high seller that was lot four bringing $230,000. G3 Global Farms in Savannah, Tennessee. Heck yeah. Wrapping up our bull sale report goes to Ashland, Kansas. Gartner Angus Ranch, their eighth annual meeting demand production sale. 140 Angus bulls averaging $77.29. 190 commercial fall bred heifers at 25.15, and then 173 commercial pairs coming in at 30.73. Did you hear that? Commercial pairs at 30.73. Gartner Angus Ranch, Ashland, Kansas. And y'all better be sitting down for this one. We go to Fort Pier Livestock, Fort Pier, South Dakota. Their sale on April 28th. I'm going to tell you about the pairs. These are twos, threes, fours, fives, sixes, solid mouth, broken mouth pairs. These are blacks, black white face, reds, red white face, baldies, blacks cross, reds cross, shars, herfords, everything thrown in there. Y'all ready for this? You're sitting down. 2600 all the way up to 3675. You heard me right on that one. 3675. Jim Jensen, Lucky 7 Angus, let's talk fescue. This question coming in from our listeners in, of course, fescue country. Jim, a big part of cow country is focused around grazing fescue. What kind of data do you have on your cattle in that country? Or, or, or are you just, are you trying to get more of the lucky seven genetics in a, a wider variety of environments so you can really, really start to push the envelope on this? Well, and that's a good question. We've got We've had a lot of people call from all over the United States, and they'll ask, will these animals work at my place? Because we want to go 100% in. And I say, no, buy one or two bulls. I said, I've never been in your neck of the world. My cattle are developed for the mountains of Wyoming, and they do exceptionally well there. However, in the past 30 years, we've taken these cattle to numerous places, clear down into Oklahoma. Um, we've got cattle in Kansas, we've got cattle in a lot of different areas and they've done really well. So, so far we haven't found a place that they don't work in the fescue deal. Oh, we absolutely want to get into that, but we don't have any proof quite yet where we're at with that. Um, but we do have a couple of people that maybe you're in a little bit more fescue country. Um, it makes sense that they would work, but I can't prove it yet. And I, I wouldn't want to sell the fact that we can do what we can't do. Questions for Jim Jensen, fire them our direction, ranchitupshow at gmail.com, or you can call us at 707-726-2420. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Jim. Lucky 7 Angus. Coming up, parasites, I call them them little money suckers is what they do, could be in for a wingdinger of a season for the parasites. How do we manage them? How do we take care of them? We've got more on that. Plus, more of your questions are answered when we come back on the Ranch It Up radio show. 
Spring has sprung, and I know you have everything going through your mind from calving to spring planting. Are we going to get enough rain? Are we going to have enough hay? I understand this. But remember, it's not too late to add Allied Genetic Resources genetics into your bull battery. Now, spring may be here, but bull buying season is far from over. There's still lots of Allied sales one can attend. Make a difference and add Allied Genetic Resources to your program. You'll be glad you did. EquineMarket.com puts you in control of buying and selling horses of all breeds and disciplines. The easy-to-use online platform at equinemarket.com offers private treaty sale, online auction, and live auction internet bidding. Horses never leave the farm until the buyer arrives, and because buyers connect directly with sellers, there's no middleman. Sell horses and hay on your terms today with equinemarket.com. The 2023 World Famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale starts May 6th and 7th with horse racing. Also, Mother's Day weekend, May 14th, moms are admitted free. And this year, we've added horse racing May 19th, 20th, and 21st as well. May 18th is a concert with Mitchell Tenpenny at 8.30, Stolen Road, and Copper Mountain Band leading off at 6 p.m. There's bronc riding, mutton busting, wild horse racing, a bronc match, street dance, and more. Online for schedule and tickets, buckinghorsesale.com. Cattle Battle. Today's Cattle Battle, we are dealing with parasites. Those little money suckers is what they really are. How to deal with them before it's too late. Today's management tip brings us in Dr. Mark Alley, a senior veterinarian with the U.S. Cattle and Equine Technical Services team at Zoetis. And this is just my prediction is I think that we could be in for a, a very wing dinger of a summer. I, I think that uh, that parasite control, pest control is going to be paramount. Uh, and we have talked about this before of can we equate parasite and pest control to dollars in our pocket and dollars saved. And yes, there are tests that prove by, by using a number of different, again, proactive versus reactive methods to be able to put dollars back in our, in our pocket. Let's talk whole herd management of, of the parasite side. So before we dive down that rabbit hole, let's just give me the general of what we're dealing with in terms of parasites. And then let's talk whole herd management, because personally, I think that this is going to be extremely important, regardless if we're in the southeast, the northwest, uh, the northern Great Plains. I think this is going to be monumental in terms of dollars and cents in our pockets. Absolutely. Parasite control is is a key component of what we try to do on a daily basis. We have to understand that the, the parasites are there. They're going to rob some of those nutrients that are going to be available for that animal, and that's going to decrease productive productivity of that particular animal. But the other part of it that we often forget about is that um, when we do have internal parasites there, we're shifting that immune response. And if we're get an animal that gets sick or we're trying to do some vaccines or anything like that, if we have parasitized animals, we are not going to get the responses that we would expect because the, the body's immune system is beginning to really focus on, on, the, uh, on the parasite and not necessarily um, on the things that we want it to if, if we're, for example, using vaccines. So specific parasites we're talking about, what are we talking? Yeah, so in general, we still think that Ostertasia uh, or the brown stomach worm is probably our still most economically important uh, parasite. Um, we do get some resistance or some natural resistance in that the animal 
can fight that parasite off as they get older, but it's never complete, even in an adult cow. Um, other parasites that we're concerned about, uh, at least from the worm perspective, are, are parasites like Coperia, Nematodirus, Homonchus, uh, and then also don't forget about Coccidia. Even though it's not one that we typically do with a dewormer, it still is an internal parasite. Right, right. That will actually uh, shift that immune system over and away from other things. So what is a good uh, whole, and I, and I like how we're saying this, a holistic, a whole herd management approach to parasites? Yeah, so I think it's, uh, again, it needs to be tailored to the individual, and that's where the veterinarian comes in very, very helpful. They can help, he or she can help you to identify what is the best time to do it and then incorporate that into your normal production practices that you're going to be doing on your operation. And how important is it to do that? Oh, it's huge. Um, at least at the, if we look at the cow-calf level, um, they look, did some work several years ago looking at some of the economic technologies that are available, and if they were actually removed um, from the availability of the um, operation to be able to use. And if we looked at all of those that were available, the deworming for the cow-calf was the most economically important in that if we don't use it, we can lose a lot of dollars there. It's incredible how there are, it seems, so many of, of these uh, 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 little flags, if you will, that are almost against us in the cow-calf business that can make it imp- impossible for us to be able to be profitable. There's so many. There's obstacles against us no matter no matter which way uh, that we turn. And when, when it comes to parasites, at least in my opinion, I kind of look at it like this, is, is a cow is pretty simple, even though we've got all these, these uh, obstacles in our way. But if a cow does not eat, we make no money. I mean, it, it comes back to, I, I mean, just the way Mother Nature is and, you know, so much that we, you know, keeping that gut healthy, so much of that just comes down to, you know, keeping her functional on a, again, I'm talking proactive versus reactive basis. Yeah, when we start looking at parasites, um, we know that they rob us from production efficiency, but the other thing that they do is that they impact satiety centers. So we want that animal to eat. What do you mean by that? So satiety means that you feel like you're full. You don't need anything else to eat. So for a parasite, if we have those animals that are parasitized, even though we may have nutrients available, whether that be pasture, grain, however we're going to be feeding them, that animal's dry matter intake is not going to be as high as it would be if those animals were dewormed. So it's a, it's a dual thing that the parasite is stealing nutrients or borrowing nutrients, but it's also saying, you know, you don't really need to eat quite as much as what you normally would. And it's more, uh, it's more seen in the younger animal than it is in the older animal, but it's still there. Do parasites ever, and I've never asked this, do parasites affect water consumption? So I'm not aware of any data that would say that parasites would, uh, would decrease uh, or increase water consumption. Now, if we were to have an animal that was clinical to parasites, uh, it, which typically would result in, in diarrhea or something like that, that would, they would want to go and drink more water to right. recoup that loss. Uh, but in general, I'm not aware of any data that says that. Dr. Alley, always a treat to have you on the show. Now, if you have management questions, fire them our direction at 707-726-2420. You can text me at that number. You can leave me a voicemail at that number. You can email us, ranchitupshow at gmail.com, on social media at ranchitupshow. Now, a question coming in from Alabama for Marty Ropp and Allied Genetic Resources, and that is, Marty, do seed stock producers have to have 
a particular program to be part of Allied, or can they keep kind of focusing on their goals and strategies that have got them in the seed stock business in the first place? Yeah, we just want to keep the focus too, even though, I mean, I think it's unique what we do because we still, we are absolutely focused on independent cattle producers, independent seed stock providers. Our job is to allow those folks to keep and use as much of their independence and as much as many of the things that have made them successful to this point and to prolong that out into the future by having an organization that helps them behave as if they were a larger producer, even as they retain their own autonomy. Looking to expand that genetic selection. Maybe you didn't get those bulls purchased that you wanted to. Maybe you did, or you just want to add a little bit to it. The Allied Genetic Resources Semen Directory is online as we speak. Just go to alliedgeneticresources.com. You can click on the semen directory and see the entire list of bulls that are available. And if you have any questions, get a hold of Beckeri at any time or the crew from Allied Genetic Resources. Stay with us. We've got updates from Kirk. That means the market numbers are coming up. Plus, we hear the latest information from Livestock Market and equinemarket.com. Stick around. We've got a lot more of the Ranch It Up radio show that's coming up right after this. Want to add just a little bit of spice to your event, your customer appreciation supper, your banquet, your meeting? Oh, yeah. Well, bring in us, beckonize your keynote speakers, hosts, MCs, a host couple. We'll make them laugh, even cry tears of joy. Call us today. Increase herd performance, complement your forages, get more cows bred. It's upcycling and efficiency, powered by Westway Feed Products. At Westway Feed Products, we create cow herd efficiency one lick at a time. LivestockMarket.com puts you in control when buying or selling commercial livestock, seed stock, or show stock. The easy-to-use online platform at LivestockMarket.com offers private treaty, online auction, and live auction internet bidding. Animals are sold before they ever leave your place. And with LivestockMarket.com, there's no middleman. Buyers connect directly with livestock and hay producers. There's no easier way to find buyers for cattle, sheep, goats, pigs, and hay. Sell on your terms today with LivestockMarket.com. The world-famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale for 2023 starts with horse racing. Six days with paramutual wagering, May 6th and 7th on Derby Days, coinciding with the Kentucky Derby. That'll be shown live in Mile City. Mother's Day is also special with moms free to the races. And more races added May 19th through the 21st. The world-famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale. For schedule and tickets, go online, buckinghorsesale.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up Radio Show. It's that time in the program when we check back in with Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, which, by the way, you can subscribe to his free newsletter by texting the word cattle, C-A-T-T-L-E-2-33777, to get, like I said, his weekly newsletter. That is free, by the way. And, Kirk, how are you, my friend? What's going on? Doing so very good, Tigger. Uh, watching the green grass grow as we finally got some warm weather. I know it, right? We kind of almost forgot what that color is like, I think. Oh, it changed so fast. Changed the emotional state so fast, too. It's very nice. So are you, and we'll get into the markets here a little bit, but Kirk and I got to figure this deal out here. Are you kind of dry there, or are you going into a much better spring versus last year? No, we're very much set up for, you know, one of the quote-unquote best year ever sort of starts. Now, obviously, it needs to keep raining and all that. But dams are full, lots of sub-moisture, 
looking really, really good right now. So a totally different uh, beat of a different drum compared to last year. That's for darn sure, isn't it? Winter beat us all the way up through the end of end of March, and then even some pretty bad, you know, two foot April storms. But now we get to reap the consequences or the benefits from the from that moisture. So as of Friday. April 28th, May feeders closed at 211.075. That's down a dollar seven and a half on the week with the CME feeder index at 203.20. That's up 10 cents on the week. That left our basis at a negative $7.77.5 on the week. That's a pretty large basis as May futures contracts rolls into the lead month. A note to our listeners August feeder futures are carrying a $27.52.5 premium to the current cash prices. That's a very large premium where August will be the lead month in about 30 days. That is also almost a $60 spread between August feeder futures and December live cattle. So also a very, very large spread. June live cattle closed the week at 165.45. That's up a dollar five on the week with cash trading 173 in the south and 178 to 180 in the north. That left our five area weighted average at 178.61, up seven cents on the week. And our basis is a positive $13.16 versus June futures. So unlike feeders that the futures are carrying a huge premium to cash and live futures are very, very largely discounted to cash. The weekly slaughter came in at 620,000. That's down 2,000 on the week and down 27,000 for the same week last year. And choice boxes closed the week at 311.44, up another $4.84 on the week, leaving factor margins estimated at about $180 ahead. In conclusion, December corn closed the week at 529. That's down 18 and a half cents on the week. We had a planning progress report. On April 24th, that came in at 14% complete versus 7% last year. We also had some demand struggles in corn with China canceling some of their purchases. Hey all, Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com. Coming up this Wednesday, May 10th, we have our small livestock online auction. Bidding opens at just $10 a head, no reserve, all lots will sell. Over 100 head of sheep, goats, and pigs. Featured lots include 60 South Suffolk exposed ewes. They'll lamb late June, early July from Kilman Ranch in Alameda, Kansas. 20 Barbados Black Belly exposed ewes and ewe lambs. They're running age or younger exposed to Dorper Cross Rams from Brantley Auctions. 7 Purebred Boar Goats, Kids, Bucks, and Does. Selling on individual lots, perfect for anyone looking to get started or to add to their herd from RGB Boar Goats in Harlan, Texas. One, purebred Kiko Doe. She'd make a great addition to any program. You can use her to crossbreed to a high-caliber boar buck or as a recip and watch the magic happen from Hobby Chapin in Sheridan, Arkansas. Five, purebred Berkshire butcher-ready hogs. Selling on individual lots, they're all borrows. They average 275 pounds. Fill the freezer on the cheap from Palmer Livestock. Plus two, 38 bale lots of large round orchard Timothy hay. They're four by five bales. Weigh 800 pounds, net wrap, first cutting, 50% orchard, 20% Timothy from Popovich Farms in Belmont, Ohio. Bidding is currently live, but all lots will sell the morning of Wednesday, May 10th. Got sheep, goats, or pigs to sell? Regular small livestock online auctions, second Wednesday of every month on LivestockMarket.com and AuctionTime.com. 
The world-famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale is coming up fast, and I mean fast. So make plans to join us in Mile City, Montana. Here is John Morford, the president of the Board of Governors for the Bucking Horse Sale, with this update. Well, I always like to remind people that the month of May here is big in, in this country. We'll race horses on May 6th and 7th and on the 14th, well before the Bucking Horse Sale even starts. So it's all paramutual horse racing, and, and then we'll go right into the four days of the Bucking Horse Sale after that. Probably one of our biggest days of our sale is Sunday when we have the PRCA match bronc ride. We'll have 32 of the best cowboys in the world here, and uh, we had all the rights here last year. We had, of the top 15 in the world, we had 14 of them here, so we're looking for the same this year. There's over $50,000 added to our match bronc ride. It's one of the biggest match bronc rides in the world. And I guess I might mention we're expanding our Friday night. We have a PRCA bronc riding permit challenge on Friday night. That went over so well last year. We were expanding that. We're going to have 50 of those guys here. The Wild Horse Race is always a big event here. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. For 2023, the Wild Horse Race is going to be one of the richest ones in the world. There's uh, there's over $18,000 available. Lots of big-time teams coming out of New Mexico and Arizona and Colorado. It's going to be exciting. The world-famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale kicks off May 6th and 7th with derby races, and then May 14th on Mother's Day. Mother's Day races going on all day. And then the next weekend on Thursday evening is when we're having the kickoff concert featuring Mitchell Tenpenny. Friday is where all the action starts on May 19th. It's the first day of events and runs all the way through Sunday. For more information and a full schedule and for tickets, just go to buckinghorsesale.com. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Before we say fairly well, we want to give a big tip of the hat to all of you that have purchased your tickets to the world-famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale. We look forward to seeing you in just a few weeks. It's coming up fast in Mile City, Montana. Be sure to look up Beck and I. And now that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours, Jim Jensen with Lucky 7 Angus, Marty Ropp with Allied Genetic Resources, Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com and EquineMarket.com. Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, John Morford with the world-famous Mile City Buck and Horse Sale, and Dr. Mark Yally with Zoetis Animal Health. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the world-famous Mile City Buck and Horse Sale, Pharmaten and Imogene Ingredients, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Westway Feed Products, Allied Genetic Resources, Livestock Market, Equine Market, and AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call and text us 24 7 at 707 Ranch 20. That's 707 726 2420. Leave us a message anytime. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. <laughs>